Oh, we're back from Christmas break, and it's Shane and I, and our good old buddy from season two, Greg Howe. Greg, take it away. Hi, Shane and Nick. Did you go to Hollywood Upstairs Medical College as well? <laughs> no sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. He slightly stumbled, but it was still a 97% because the actual accent on Dr. Nick was amazing there. Well done, Greg. Well thank done, you. and thank on you point. for... Yes. Thank you for joining us again, man. We had a lot of fun yeah. with you back in season two. Thank you for having me on. I'm uh, I'm happy to be back. And uh, over the over the Christmas break, this is our first episode back from the break. Hope you enjoyed our, our last two episodes, Lisa's Pony and Saturdays of Thunder and our Christmas special. Shane and I had a lot of fun with all three of those episodes. But uh, yeah. Greg, I heard you got a little banged up uh, over yes. the break. Yes, I got a hockey stick to the eyebrow, and uh, yeah, so I've I've got my stitches out. So hopefully the doctors say that I am uh, good to go. But, yeah, how many uh, stitches yeah. did you get? Was it bad? I got I got five stitches, and it's right on the eyebrow, so it's actually in line with my eyebrow. So I don't I have a little bit of uh, a little bit of Uncle Leo going on from Seinfeld, but. <laughs> Not bad, not bad. Hey, at least you didn't lose an eye. You're all good. You survived yeah. the Christmas break, and now you can watch Flaming Moe's with us, and that's what we're uh, doing here. This one is going to be a real fun one. I've been looking forward to this one. Probably the one I've been looking forward to most um, since we started Season 3 because, to me, I, I kind of talked about this in our last episode in Saturdays of Thunder. This is right around the point where it starts getting really, really good. I said Saturdays of Thunder was kind of a, a monumental episode in the sense of this is the transition into the golden age. It's gone. We're, we're past the, all the, all the hiccups and intros of, of uh, season one and season two. Um, they've kind of really fleshed everything out. It's really going to get good episode by episode from here on out. Um, this one was uh, pretty cool too, because it's the first time a band appears uh, like a full band appears in an episode that being oh, Aerosmith. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a part yes. that was specifically written for them. Yes, which is um, I thought they utilized them pretty well in this episode, unlike uh, Paul did. McCartney. Yes, this is one of those ones where the band or the the celebrity, I guess, in general, does a perfect job, and they utilize them in a way that they're still part of the episode and the overall story, but they're not just there for the sake of being there. Which is um, it's kind of how it happens in later seasons, uh, like when Metallica got shoehorned into the episode. I remember the billing for because I'm a huge Metallica fan, and the billing for that one. You're like, oh, yeah, my favorite band's going to be it. And they were in it for like two seconds. Yeah. Like, really? What a rip. Yeah. Bait and switch. Um, indeed. Uh, before this episode obviously came out, um, I put a poll up uh, uh, at the beginning of January saying, um, you know what? There's been some some pretty cool bands that have been on the show. And I, I, I put our poll up at Simpsons underscore EBE. And uh, my three options were Aerosmith from this episode, uh, U2 uh, and R.E.M., in uh in the episode where they they play in homer's bar aka the garage uh but actually the winning was other 31.2 percent and i i gotta admit really? there's okay. yeah i i missed a lot just off uh um the top of my head i was and i'm thinking how did i miss these uh at hrj 1314 says the ramones how could i forget the ramones with mr burns and have the rolling stones killed <laughs> A, a brilliant line. Um, there were a couple of people, including at Kyle Gabriel seven and at G Kelly 4802 spinal tap. 
Yeah, uh, Jesse FRM six also saying Spinal Tap. Um, oh, geez, how could I forget Spinal Tap? Um, even at Philly, Kevin said and Sync in the boy band episode. Uh, a couple other Spinal Taps. A couple said uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers um, when they play uh, at the Krusty Comeback special. <laughs> and one, possibly my favorite uh, at Chris Horrocks 31 says ZZ top for when they go to New York and Bart yells to the old Hasidic Jewish men, ZZ top, you guys rock. So some really <laughs> good options. What's your personal favorite guys, Greg, what's yours? I would say my favorite one is Peter Frampton from Homer Palooza. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he, uh, when he gets the pig to the stomach. <laughs> yeah. I got that pig from Pink Floyd's yard sale. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That is one of my favorite, favorite oh, band man. references. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't. And Frampton. Yeah. Honorable, honor, honorable mention, uh, Sonic Youth, when they are like, when they're like, oh, someday everybody's just about the money and the music. And then they just get in their, pri- they get in like their private helicopter. <laughs> and then I like, yeah, I like when, uh, yeah, they're raiding, um, Peter Frampton's uh, cooler <laughs> yeah. as well. Like stealing his sandwiches. And yeah. I'm personally Shane. a fan of the Ramones. Happy birthday, Mr. Burns. Yeah. Yes. I can't believe I forgot them. I'm really kicking myself. The fact that they, first of all, they got the Ramones to do the, the happy birthday for Burns. The fact that Smithers picked them um, to sing the happy birthday song and the great line of have the Rolling Stones killed how I missed the Ramones. I don't know. I definitely apologize for that one because they are they might be my actual favorite it's i think it actually even though i hate you too you two might be up there just because of the uh um <laughs> i love the i love i don't know what the drummer's name is for you too but i love when uh the edge and the other whatever the all the other guy's name is like oh well, here he goes when bono starts talking and they're like let's go to mo's for a pint and the drummer hey can i come too and they just there's that brief pause yeah no that's <laughs> uh that's that's pretty good um yeah we won't spend a whole lot of time in this one uh we're gonna get right to the point we're not gonna be uh railing up against the coke nails grandpa from uh willy wonka as shane and i have been doing in past episodes although that was or, fun uh, yeah it was or me venting on uh how much i don't like ventriloquists because it's not funny um <laughs> let's just get right into flaming Moe's. this is kind of yeah. cool because this one has a little bit it's it's weird the the Main story is kind of based off of um, the movie Cocktail. That stupid, uh, what's his Tom name? Cruise movie. Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Some fancy yeah. drink mixing. Yes. I kept wanting to say Tom Hanks. I was like, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of based off that. But Sam Simon says part of the story was kind of uh, made because he had a bit of a rocky relationship with Matt Groening. They, they didn't see eye to eye too well. So the Homer and Moe rivalry in this episode is kind of like Sam Simon and Matt Groening slightly paralleling in real life. So it's kind of interesting that a little bit of real life feuding worked its way into kind of the overall um, form of the episode. But this is one of those ones like Saturdays of Thunder, like I alluded to where I have a lot of fond memories of a lot of moments, sight gags in this one that immediately come to mind. What's the first thing Shane, when you think of this episode, what's the first thing that immediately pops into your head? Well, it has to be literally the way the drink was was made. Like for me, that that's an iconic moment. Plus, then my mind goes to the fact that I've never actually had a flaming mo, and they do exist in the world. I don't think it's alcoholic, though, right? 
Uh, no, I don't believe so. It's like a, I know that they do make it at, you know, I didn't get one and I kind of kicked myself, uh, for not getting one at, uh, the Moe's Tavern at Universal Studios. I don't believe it is. I think it's like orange pop or something like that, but they put dry ice in it and it makes the, the flaming oh, okay, okay. kind oh. of effect. After so hours I, though, when it's like mostly adults, they should switch it out for some, some real alcohol. They really should. Uh, because that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it comes in like a flaming cup. I remember. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat, but I I didn't really want orange pop when I was there. Sure. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I didn't get it. What about you, Greg? When aside from the actual drink itself, like Shane well, said, I I think one of my favorite moments is when Homer does like the Phantom of the Opera. Thing <laughs> yes, covering half his face while Aerosmith is performing. Well, in his underpants with his yeah, robe too. Under- yeah. <laughs> A uh, fantastic I like, visual. I do really like how they started branching Homer out into like the insanity portion where he goes like sort of insane. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And that's then, something uh, that the series even talks about too. Remember in the yes. 138th Spectacular when they said his Homer get, well, I think it was that he gets stupider every year, but you're right. He, yes. he, he kind of goes off the rails a little bit longer. And what was the other thing you were going to say? And I also just think that the it's like basically this is around the time when Cheers was huge. So I like that they did kind of a parody of Cheers by like making some of the some of the characters in there parodies of the Cheers characters. <laughs> right, exactly. Like um, the, the woman who ends up helping in Moe's is a, uh, a parody of Shelley Long from from Cheers. Yes. And, and uh, yeah, and then the fact that they even do this song and yes. it's one of those first parody songs that they kind of rework from a real life song into something of their own, which is spectacular. So based off, like I have a lot of similar memories, just like you guys, um, Shane, I think my mind probably goes to the creation of the drink. Uh, if right. I'm yeah. asked about the first thing, but there's a lot going. We just named a ton of stuff and, you know, a minute and change or whatever that was. So my initial rating Uh, Going into this one is going to be quite high. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9.4 off the top. Uh, One of our highest ratings so far. We've kind of been up and down a little bit. Yeah, the season um, has been as strong as I remember. We've had some some not so great episodes. Yeah, I did go with a 9.5 for Stark Raving Dad as well as Trios of Horror 2. I think this one, pretty close. Pretty close to those ones. It's going to... Uh, it might even get a little bit more of a bump. We'll see what happens. Uh, Shane, what are you going with for this one? Oh, I love this episode. I'm going to go in with a 9.2 with the train of thought that I'm going to bump it up after I watch it. And that is also your second highest score uh, pre-rating. The only one you went with, Trios of Horror 2 as well. You started off with a 9.5. Greg, what do you think? Is a 9 too high for this one? Is it kind of just under there? What are you going with to start off? I'm going to say that nine is reserved for very, very, very well-known episodes for me. So I, I, I'm going to say an 8.9. We're touching nine, but we're not quite there yet. So we're kind of on the precipice of greatness is what you're saying. Yes, there are some phenomenal episodes coming up in season three, and some of them even go to the 9.9s. Yeah, I think we're going to get into that territory Yes, in who not too much longer, not too much longer. We're going to be getting into the episodes where it's like, well, 
it's a 10 or a 9.9. Yes. And yeah, right. it's we're right there. This was always the part in syndication when, you know, the, the, the repeat would be happening on uh, Channel 6 growing up or Omni yes. Channel 4 or something. Omni 1, yeah. That's right, where this one would come on or Saturdays of Thunder. And I was like, oh, yes, we're getting into the good ones now. I, I can't miss an episode. It was from season getting, one or two. I didn't really care. Getting into the Conan written episodes. Yes, we were coming very close to the Conan. Yeah, that Conan had a good run. Yes. Yep. He did. Not long, but very, very memorable indeed. All right. We are saying, all of us are kind of saying it's around an A, A minus. Um, actually, no. I guess I would, we're all right in the kind We're of all saying it's very, a. very good. Yes, very, very good. Will it be very, very, very good? Let's find out. Let's get into it, Flaming most. All righty, let's kick it off. And as always, Shane's favorite part of the episode when I ask him something that was going on when the episode came out. November 21st, 1991, when this one debuted. Shane. The top song in the U.S. sung by a guy who, if you've ever seen the movie Office Space, that's my hint right there, is the movie Office Space. Oh, I've seen Office Space a lot. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phone a friend. Greg, do you have any ideas? I think it's Michael Bolton when I'm in oh, yeah. a woman. Oh, oh yeah, it go. is Michael Bolton. My lifeline worked. <laughs> Thank you so much, Greg. Oh, Nicely we got done, Greg. That's a good, a good catch, catch cake. cake. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Burglars throwing them off the couch. One Not of, bad. One of the things that I noticed in the DVD menu was the thief from the friend, the France episode. Oh, in oh, terms yes, of absolutely, uh, yeah. Oh, Ion Springfield, one of my favorites. Yeah, this was our <laughs> opening uh, theme song last uh, last season. That's right. Yes. I I love the constant flashing of uh, like of boobs and stuff women. like that. Yeah, just the women, the, yes. the subliminal. Yeah, there it is. I'm trying to power <laughs> I love, they're at the mini golf course. One of the best. The tattoo. And I love the 90s font. Oh, the 90s, the 90s music. That looks like Saved by the Bell trip. to me. It yes, really it does. does. Wow. Infotainment. <laughs> This is the first time it's been on fire. All the other <laughs> ways we've seen yeah. it, it has not been on fire till this point. <laughs> He's not so fat. He's not so fat. <laughs> Frederick Tatum. Okay, can we pause it here for one second? Yeah. So, Dredrick Tatum right now looks nothing like Dredrick Tatum when he gets the statue dedicated to him and Homer gets his jaw broken. No, or or anything when he fights Homer. He, he doesn't look yeah. anything like him, no. Dredrick Tatum looked more like Mike Tyson then. As he was now, as he was like supposed to be, because that's how the voice is, right? Like that's, Yeah, exactly. That's, it's a bad Mike Tyson. I don't know who this is modeled off of, if, if anybody. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure who. Who has a huge he, overbite? Yeah he, yeah, he doesn't look like this too in, in Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment either. They, yeah. they really did mix it up and... When Homer fights him, decide okay. Screw if it, uh, all in. if you at home want to know, we're uh, two minutes and three seconds in. If you want to look at this, <laughs> and I just love the fact too that he's from there and he's just cutting it right off. They're like they're a solid misdirection. You know, expect to catch up with an athlete. Oh yeah, I love my time in that hometown. Oh no, Springfield's a dump. Yeah, if you Great. see me there, you know I bleeped up real bad. <laughs> yeah, and so we're Shane. Would you say two minutes and three seconds in? Yep, that's it. And all we've had 
is a montage of Ion Springfield and this intro to the episode within the episode. That's great. Ion Springfield. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Good we couch had, gag too. Don't forget about that. I don't know what the chalkboard gag was, but good couch gag. Yeah. We good couch underwear gag. Should be run, underwear should be worn on the inside. That's fine. That's uh, not bad. It's whatever. That's yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good couch gig. We had the fantastic Ion Springfield with all the great visuals. We had the first um, shout out to the Springfield tire fire. We had the oldest man meeting the fattest man with a Homer line saying, ah, he's not so fat. And then <laughs> Dredger. this is two minutes in folks. Yeah. This is we're we're okay. This is great. I won't take up too much, but just, just think we're, we're already two minutes in and this has been golden. Let's keep it. Rolling. Absolutely. <laughs> Part seven. Rock and roll instrumental. <laughs> Whoa, TNA. Bart, why are you still up? Sleep is slumber party. Oh, thank goodness. I didn't have any sisters. Oh, I can relate to that. Yeah. Did they dress you up, Shane? They didn't dress me up, but they were very loud. Ah, asbestos. <laughs> yeah. That's a good call. One of the number of great things in between the floors of The Simpsons. Look at that Hello. sign in the background, too, on Lisa's door and apartheid now. With South Africa, that's that dates itself. Oh that's yeah! Sure. Wow. It's a the janitor. I still have never heard anybody playing this candle wax game that Lisa and her no. friends are doing. We're right at the right at the turning point of video games becoming prominent, and you're still having the old traditions. Yeah. Like when we were kids and growing up. I don't know if we ever even like friends and I played Truth or Dare even. No, played, I think it was just video games. You know? I'm kind of disappointed that Malk is not in the fridge. That's right. Yeah, no, no Malk yet. No Malk. Ah, uh, the old. <laughs> you never forget. This show loves <laughs> elephants. Loves elephants. <laughs> they sure do. Stampy. Yeah. Is anything a matter, my son? Talk to me, young man. Huh. Say your name. Why should I do that, my lad? My lad. <laughs> he just smacks him. Yes. Also, one of the rare times that you actually see the house dark. Yeah, they actually do a nice mm. job of making it look like it is. That probably took some work. Evening. Yeah. Yeah. This chase scene's even pretty cool too. And also I do love that there's there's some there's a lot of YouTube videos out there that analyze the actual consistency of the house. The Simpsons house. Which really isn't worth it. It's all over the place. It's pretty much whatever they need. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like the rumpus room is never in the same spot. No, never. The Tracy Almond shorts, the house was even weirder. There's a whole room that doesn't exist in the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, I'm out of here. <laughs> I love it. And the thing, like, there's no illusion that Marge is actually there. It's just no. like, ah, Homer's out. Yeah. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm done. People today are healthier and drinking less. You know, people are healthier and drinking less. No one would even use a cigarette machine. Increased job satisfaction and family togetherness are poison for a purveyor of mind-numbing intoxicants like myself. Lovely. Oh, yeah, sure. That is a good line. Oh, sorry, I forgot we're out of beer. Oh, I know. I got behind on my B 
beer payment to distribute a company off and I put my last ten grand on a love test. <laughs> ten grand? <laughs> Why is it ten grand? You're too late. Barney sucked it dry. Cut his gums up pretty, bad. Gums up pretty bad. <laughs> Great line. Which he did go to, as we learn later on. Yes. Hey, I know a good drink. Really hits the spot. I play me for One night, Marge's beastly sisters <laughs> Great description. This is Patty trying to plug her leg <laughs> I love the Czechoslovakian <laughs> outlet. We never did get the hang of it. Hi, Caramba! <laughs> Honestly, Homer, that's an interesting expression. Excuse me for a moment. If you're going for a beer, this is the last one. <laughs> I always love Patty and Selma's nonsense pictures because they're always like, you always have an eccentric aunt or uncle or something in your family that takes those type of pictures. Yes, and I love how it's Krusty's non-narcotic. Yeah, not non-narcotic. <laughs> so there is a narcotic brand. <laughs> and they didn't, didn't go blind. They didn't even spell narcotic right. Oh. This episode oh, inspired me to like mix Dr. Pepper, Coca-Cola, and oh, Pepsi yeah. together. Like for sure. Was, was it good? Um, it's not terrible, but it's definitely not as good as if you were to just drink one of those by itself. Well, sounds like one hell of a drink. What do you call it? A flaming homer. Okay, well, why don't you make us up a couple of flaming homers? Hey Mo, you got also, uh, if you drop cigarette ash in a drink, would it even catch on fire? It depends the alcohol mm. content, but I don't think so. <laughs> one of one of my favorite parts of this is that Mo has cough syrup. Yeah, well, Mo has cough syrup in his lost and found, and when they actually start drinking, uh, the what's in the jar, what's in the glass doesn't actually change. So the level of the syrup that's in the glass doesn't change. Uh. I want my back. <laughs> and a band's name was born. Hey, hey, this drink is delicious. Mm, I just stepped on something. What do you call it? Well, it's called a flaming mo. It's called a flaming mo. That's right, a flaming. I would have been pissed right there. Yeah. Yeah, I would have smacked. It really shows how much Mo is actually such a scumbag. <laughs> he's a greaseball. Oh yeah, he's a straight greaser. Yes. And then all of a sudden it's funny that there's so much there's so many people in his bar the next day. Yeah, and the <laughs> salad, salad bar. bar. That's like the second sneeze guard. Remember uh Mr. Burns is trying to get his salad and he can't he's yes. like there's some invisible force field. Yes. I hate this joint, but I love that drink. I couldn't help noticing your sign. And this is supposed to be Diane from Cheers. Yes, it is. They actually asked Catherine O'Hara from Home Alone and that terrible show Shit's Creek to be on this, yes. but she said no. You could, but I find this way is much more accurate and fun. Greasy. Real greasy. Of course, there are fringe benefits, such as an unforgettable weekend. I love how everyone's just intently watching this interaction. Yeah. Like, yeah, like they're watching it play out on TV. <laughs> I like your moxie, kid. You're hired. Me thinks I shan't. A 
pardon me, are you the genius behind the flaming mall? Why, yes, I... Now that I think about it, it'd probably be a huge liability to sell a flaming drink at a, basically a... <laughs> a, a kid's kind of area. Tipsy McStagger. It's just a confidence of other two. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's supposed to be TGI Fridays, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, like it's the next day and there's already a corporate. Uh, uh yeah. Figure of speech. I'll be back. Into the suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things is that they always have something that's like super high tech. <laughs> You've wrecked the grading. What a nice thing from a teacher to say. A little nice gag there that the bag is the same as his hair. Oh yeah, I never noticed that before. Good catch, Shane. Yes. He's my father, Homer Simpson, creator of the Flaming Homer. The Flaming Homer? You mean the Flaming Mo? I'm like, why do the kids know about it? Yeah, exactly. Because all their parents are alcoholics. Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I brought enough for anybody. How thoughtful. And the, the music. Yeah, that is a pretty sweet sign. Krusty shows up dressed like a pimp. <laughs> but I do love I do love how this takes place in the nineties, but there's definitely some sort of like seventies integration with it. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially even just of, the, yeah. Uh, the bell bottoms and everything. Mm-hmm. It can be two things. Wouldn't that just be cough syrup? I I think it Pretty would. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. You think also, people were inspired okay. by this episode to make scissor? Well, Maybe. One, of the funny, one of the funny things is that when Homer was shown there, the duff can was just white with black writing on it. There was no red on there. <laughs> so I didn't even, you guys are catching all sorts of stuff. That I'm yeah, a little background tidbits. Mm. If that was a Funko Pop, that'd be a rare one. Yes. I wonder how many people got injured trying to recreate either a Flaming Mo or something like you did, Shane, and mixed a bunch of stuff and set it on fire. Oh man, imagine. There's enough videos just... online of people getting burned by drinks that you set on fire. Oh, that's pretty cool. Maybe we can get him to come up here. How about a warm flaming mode welcome for Aerosmith? Yeah, we're not doing <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, we're just hanging out. <laughs> free <laughs> free... <laughs> I forgot about free pickled eggs. <laughs> Hello St. Louis. That's Springfield Steven. The animation on Steven Tyler when he goes like, are you ready to rock? It's pretty scary. Yeah. 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 I wonder what the 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 uh, cost was or whatever it was, the working the relationship to get Walk This Way to play. Yeah. Oh, there's a flaming <laughs> mo yeah. incident. 
<laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, He's just there. there. Yeah. <laughs> I love how the characters in the audience too are just like reoccurring characters that haven't been introduced yet. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, I didn't understand what Mo was doing. Why he's holding his hand over yeah. his ear? And I was like, oh, he can't hear himself. Yeah. Oh, and then this is the first kind of instance of Miss Krabappel getting greasy. I love it because she knows exactly who he is. He should. <laughs> I know. How about a beer? I'd rather have a flaming homer. A what? <laughs> I get it. How could you do this to me, Mo? This bar was going under, and it was the drink I invented that saved it. If there was any justice, my face would be on a bunch of crappy merchandise. Nice. Morris, is what this man's saying true? Morris. Yeah, I think it's the first time anybody ever calls him Morris. Morris. <laughs> you is this the one where the guy actually answers it? Yes, it is. Oh, I'm huge ass. <laughs> this is the prank call that's gone wrong. Uh, hi. Who's this? Bart Simpson? What can I do for you, Bart? That is pretty brilliant that finally yes. somebody actually answered. Fantastic misdirection. What a nice young man. <laughs> this is a nice young man for a prank call. <laughs> Yeah, I love how many times he says it, but she doesn't actually. And then just, yeah, you can use it. I say that all the time to my wife when you she says something it. I can't quite understand what she said. Oh, yeah, yeah. you go ahead and use it. Oh, yes. Let's just take a moment. Appreciate this song. Oh man, that is brilliant! Just like the the, the lyrics, like how they really good music work. in this episode. And they they made Barney like Norm from Norm from Cheers when he walked in. Yeah, and Woody Harrelson's there for some yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how Buddy explained that to Mo that Tipsy McStagger doesn't exist, but he still thinks he is. A real thing. Sorry, Hog. But like I told you before, it ain't for sale. Don't be stupid. We have a laboratory for this kind of thing. We've got it all figured out. Except for one ingredient. Brace yourselves, gentlemen. <laughs> Professor Frank. Is this the first Professor Frank sighting? No. There has been Professor Frank before, but that... I think it's the first time he uses 
a stupid gadget that doesn't make any sense that looks like a 1950s computer. I love how he gets the secret ingredient delivered. Yeah, right, right to the front right. of the bar. Yeah. yeah, not even the back. Oh, this guy. A beer. Oh, I forgot about this guy. Can I have a clean glance? <laughs> Your Majesty. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I feel like uh, this episode, a lot of uh, heterosexual boys hit puberty. There's a lot of, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Frank Wallbanger case. <laughs> I looked something up. It's kind of a meme worthy. Yes. That's a great line. Oh, by the way, I was being sarcastic. I love that. Well, duh. That's what I call a happy hour. Morris, something troubles me. Don't worry, baby. My mother won't be home for another I was just thinking about Homer Simpson. That's okay. I was just thinking about Sybil Danning. Who the hell is Sybil Danning? Uh, I'm assuming she was maybe a model? Yes, she was an Austrian actress, apparently. Sleep with a chick once, it cost me half a million bananas. <laughs> so, was that Moe's? Did Moe just lose his virginity right there? I guess. Probably. Because doesn't he reference it in later episodes that he was a virgin? Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh. Sybil Danning was an actress who had very, very big breasts. Mo, 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 mo. <laughs> this is where he becomes insane. Yeah, trance Homer. This is this is pretty cool. He just, yeah, this his slow drive into insanity here. The the kid Mo is pretty creepy. <laughs> yes. Very uh, very shining like. Yes. I actually think you mean shinning. Uh, I don't want to get sued. Yeah, you're right. Why is Aerosmith still there? Like, why do they, they, they just live there now? Crab apple, I really need my drumsticks. Come and get them. Oh, you're gonna be a rich man, Mo. <laughs> I got it, budget. The way we usually work in these situations is to steal the recipe and run the inventor out of business. <sighs> oh, man. Oh, here we go. And here comes Phantom Homer. My favorite. I've never ever seen the Phantom of the Opera. What I know about Phantom of the Opera is from The Simpsons. It's this, and that in the future episode where it's shown like Martin's a mole and he's like yes, living underground yes. playing the piano. <laughs> so many times Homer was almost rich. How did he get up there? <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny how almost rich he was because there's so many episodes where well actually the next one yeah he could have been rich um, again yeah 
and then all of the different flaming moes. I love how he falls on all of Aerosmith, too. Yes. I'm assuming it's a shot at, what's her name from Cheers? That was a shot at Shelley Long. Because she left the show to go to cheer, to go to do movies. And then did nothing, right? Yes. And they make up. That's nice. Was there ever a reference to flaming, uh, like flaming Moe's drink after this? Like bottled or something or someone drinking it? I don't think so. I think it was one of those one-off one things. It's yes. too bad. There could have been a lot of gags where it's like it was in a vending machine or something, like a callback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they walk by and there's like a flaming Moe knockoff in the background or something like that. That yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Like a flaming I mean, duff. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like even if when Homer goes on the Duff Brewery tour, if that was like a uh, a uh, a barrel in the background, oh, like the flaming the barrels, duff. Yeah. Yeah. With raspberry duff and lady duff. Um that was just a fantastic episode, guys. We were laughing the whole Oh, the whole that was good, through. yeah. We were quoting lines. Great. We were having fun. There was some stuff that we forgot about. Uh, a couple of lines and sight gags that immediately didn't come to mind when I thought of this. It was like, oh man, that was friggin' awesome. Absolutely fantastic episode. I started with a 9.4, bumping it up. This is my favorite episode of the season, beating out Trios of Horror 2 and Stark Raving Dad. 9.6. That was that was fantastic. That flowed perfectly. Uh, Guys, fan yeah, fantastic episode. Uh, so yeah, I'll go next and leave uh, the guest for But uh, I'm going to go with 9.5. Um... I really enjoyed that episode from start to finish. I hadn't seen it in a little bit, too. And then, like, it's very cliche, but every time I watch it, uh, like, with you, Nick, uh, or in this case, uh, the three of us, um, it's just more enjoyable. Yeah. Yes, the good stuff hits more, hits uh, harder, I guess, when you're watching it with friends. And that was definitely a case here because there were so many different moments that we picked out throughout this. And there, I don't think there was more than maybe a 15-second lapse where... There wasn't something funny happening, be it in a gag, a song, uh, just the, the overall lines in general. There was something, I, I don't know if this is the, the point in time, the exact point in time anyways, where they sped up the episode slightly to compact more jokes and stuff into it. It's right around this time. I don't know if this is the exact episode. Uh, it just felt, the flow felt like it was just, we're going to hit you. Funny, 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 and but also progressing the storyline in a way that it didn't feel forced at all. Like everything felt natural and funny. It was it was awesome. Greg, you started off the only one below nine. It's just just below it, an eight point nine. What are you ending with here? I'm gonna bump it up nine point one. I think that I think that it's one of. I think you're right about it being one of the episodes where they started going more more joke heavy. But mm -hmm. not not like Family Guy joke heavy, where everything is meant for a laugh. But there's like some there's some serious elements in there. But then there's like a lot of humor, and uh, yeah, I just think it's a great episode. And I I do think it's the jumping off point where it starts like from here on. There's not a bad episode in the season, and then like season four, seasons four through six, maybe even season four to eight. Like, you can definitely see that the show has progressed from season two, where it was, you know, slower, cruder. Um, yeah, I just think great episode all around. Yeah, this is uh, definitely one of those ones. This is this is right here. This is the start 
this and Saturdays the Thunder, these back to back are the yeah. kind of the golden age beginning of the Simpsons. We're right, we're right into that era right now. I, I had a hard time uh, since the end of the last couple of minutes, just trying to think in my head what I was going to pick of the best gag or best line. But I honestly think the one that got me, cause I completely forgot about it and it's a fantastic misdirection. I loves me. Those misdirections uh, is Mo luring Aerosmith up to the stage with uh, after they said, no, <laughs> oh, come on, free pickled eggs. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. So like, it's not money. It's Mo- first of all, Mo always loves his pickled eggs. He's always had pickled eggs lying yeah. around. That's a staple, just like the show loves elephants. But the fact that that is what entices Aerosmith yes. to come on stage and play at Moe's, oh, just brilliant. I absolutely love that. Shane, what do you got for uh, for your favorite? I feel kind of guilty choosing this one because even though I know that there were better gags, I when when Maggie says Moe, I don't know. To me, that was... <laughs> that, that was that was so funny to me like i know there's probably better gags but yeah for me that that was the standout for me um but the whole episode yeah. was littered with with gags yeah this is one of those ones i think maybe the toughest to choose from uh thus far in the entire series greg what do you got for us you got something different i think the huge ass one is the probably one of my favorites just because um the censorship of back in you know back in the 90s when uh the simpsons was really pushing the boundaries on you know getting swear words in there so i think Mm -hmm. it was just i think it was just uh i think it was just great for for them to include that but then there's always there's also that moment where they get where you know you've done something like if you were a kid you know you've done a prank call and the the name that you actually give there happens to be somebody there so it's just like that sense of being caught as a child and then being like yeah bail me out please <laughs> yeah it takes it takes you back to uh to the days and it's also cool to see them you know something happens over and over again and yeah to yeah. have most the huge ass part is is you know that would have been funny but to have somebody actually answer one of bart's prank yeah. calls finally after three two and a half seasons of uh of them happening and because that that's actually a name that it yeah it's kind of silly but somebody realistically could have that name could it's have not like that name, yeah. yeah or or even you know i guess you could say seymour butts or something too but that's <laughs> one of those ones where it's like oh that actually works that's that's just brilliant all around yeah. so much working for this episode here and there's a reason why we all went above uh nine and as i went into a plus territory with the 9.6 shane as well with the 9.5 um Beautiful. And next, coming up next, we have uh, Burns for Calvin Kraftwerk, which is a—it's actually an inaccurate way of saying Burns sells the power plant in German. Uh, they kind of messed it up a bit, but they didn't have Google Translate in 1991, so I can't blame them. I would um, say that this episode is one of my favorites of this season. It, this one yeah. is getting a very high rating. It will. It, it is a fantastic one. Uh, there is some great visuals, maybe the best visual of the entire season. Uh, fantastic Mr. Burns story. And it, it is something a little different, something not even yes. uh, close to what we've seen thus far in the series. So looking forward to that one. Greg, thanks for joining us for this one. We always love to have you thank on. We you. love your insight. Yeah, thank you. Always and, a good time. Yeah. Uh, and, and your passion for the Simpsons like Shane and I. And uh, uh, Shane, I think I'm going to have to pass it on to you for everyone's favorite part of the the show, and that is plug time. 
Yeah, I'll breeze by this one a little quick, but uh, yeah, you should follow us on Twitter at Simpsons underscore EBE. We got a lot of stuff going on there. That's the best way to interact with us. And most of you guys are listening to us on Spotify. So on Spotify, you can follow us and rate us. And if you're not on Spotify, if you can do the same on whatever platform you're listening to us on, that'd be really appreciated. And if you want to throw a couple bucks, Nick and mine's way, uh, there's a link under the description called Buy Me a Coffee and click that link and you can donate a couple bucks to us and we'll we'll buy something, probably a beverage. Maybe a flaming mo. <laughs> Maybe more, some more Simpsons themed underpants. I did get a pair of Crustio underpants that come in a, a oh box that kind of looks like a little Crustio box of cereal. And the the back of the underpants has a picture of Krusty holding a bowl of Crustios, and it's got like a corkscrew, a spider, all sorts <laughs> of stuff in the in the cereal. And it even has the Krusty brand seal of approval. Which That's is amazing. Pretty, what does pretty, it have? But does it have the jagged metal crustio on it? I think so. I'm pretty. I have to go look at them again. I'm not wearing them right now, so I can't check. <laughs> Good episode. Too. Go, go that check is a that great out. Episode. Yes, yes, indeed. And you know what? To end us on out, uh, I'm going to give it to the option to Greg. Greg, I've been given starting to give shout outs to a random place where someone is listening. Pick a pick a country: U.S. or Canada. Um, let's go with, uh, let's go with Canada. Honorable mention. They're playing, uh, playing the Czechs tonight in, uh, the world juniors. So go team Canada. Greg talking about, uh, team Canada and the, the world. That's hockey. Is yeah. there anything more Canadian yeah. than a man that just got stitches? Cause he got a stick in the face. Yeah. Who's still talking about hockey despite that fact. <laughs> we'll go with the Canadian yeah. place. Uh, shout out to Peterborough. A chunk of our listeners coming from Peterborough, Peterborough, Ontario, one of the Ooh. scariest downtowns in all of maybe not as bad as Sudbury. I've never been to Sudbury, but I've heard it's bad. But Peterborough, one of by far the scariest downtowns for any town or city in all of Ontario. So shout out to Peterborough. <laughs> Keep it classy with all the crackheads that wander around <laughs> the downtown core of your city. Listen to Florida. us not with noise canceling headphones when you're walking around. Make sure you, ha- you can hear your surroundings. Yeah, because if somebody's, you know, low on smack and they start coming after you, you got to make sure that you're going to be able to hear them and you're not listening to us drone on about the Simpsons. So keep your head up in Peterborough. <laughs> All right. And, uh, uh, Greg, go ahead, go ahead. Greg, choose the outro music. What would yeah, you like Greg, to hear? Yeah, Greg, go ahead. What do you want to hear? Would, you know what I would love to hear is uh, I, I would like to hear Ion Springfield. I, it's so perfect. Sure. Yeah. That's why we use it as our intro because it is, it's just a great, it's great upbeat. Yeah. Takes you straight back to like 1995. Uh, fantastic stuff. All right. Here's Ion Springfield. Thanks for listening.